Welcome to the My Personal Economy Podcast, the place where we get you up to speed with what's going on so you can make sound decisions when it comes to your financial life. Now, let's get started on today's topic. Welcome to the My Personal Economy Podcast. If you've listened to previous episodes, you'll have seen the pretty dim picture I'm painting for the economy at large, and today it's not about to get any better. I first heard about negative interest rates a few months back, but thought those were murmurs from the people who wear tinfoil hats. This morning I decided to Google IMF negative interest rates, and it took me about two minutes to find a working paper from the IMF. I didn't read it all, I didn't need to. All I had to do was read the title and its short summary. The title is Enabling Deep Negative Interest Rates, A Guide. I'm going to read you the first half of the summary word for word. The experience of the Great Recession and its aftermath revealed that a lower bound on interest rates can be a serious obstacle for fighting recessions. However, the zero lower bound is not a law of nature, it is a policy change. The central message of this paper is that with readily available tools, a central bank can enable deep negative rates whenever needed, thus maintaining the power of monetary policy in the future to end recessions within a short time. This paper demonstrates that a subset of these tools can have a big effect in enabling deep negative interest rates with administratively small actions on the part of the central bank. The Great Recession they're referring to is the aftermath of the GFC. Basically, this is saying that you can fix the economy by dropping interest rates very quickly into negative territory. To me, that sounds like a really stupid idea because over the last five years, we've drastically reduced our interest rates and we are now even closer to recession than what we were before. Fixing a problem by essentially throwing money at it doesn't really sound like a good idea to me. There's so much I want to talk about here. First, I want to start with this report. To me, it feels like the IMF are saying there's a chance of a deep recession soon. Otherwise, why would they raise this issue? If I read the tea leaves here, the IMF are saying that some countries are going to experience deep recession soon. So here's what I think is going to happen. America will go into recession and the rest of the world will get caught in the whirlwind. If I was a betting man, I would say this is just around the corner. So I've done the next closest thing. I've switched all of my super fund to defensive. I haven't done this lightly, but I'd put in my diary to review this and possibly switch out in July. I've been thinking America will tank now for quite a while, but I thought Trump's tax cuts to corporate America might trickle down and cause some increased productivity, which will push this bull run further. Now you might think, well, that's exactly what's happened. Their share market is at record highs. Instead of reinvesting the money from these tax cuts back into business, these companies have bought back their own shares, meaning they've inflated their company share price even further. For future reference, today is the 15th of August and the Dow Jones is at at about 25,600 and the ASX 200 is at 6,595. So I think the share market is going to tank and push us toward recession. The IMF have given central banks a green light to reduce rates to whatever they want. I want to take a second to say that this is a classic cycle and while we won't see economic 
Armageddon as some commentators are preaching. This is because humans govern the system and when we're at the bottom of the cycle like now, we inflate the economy by lending more money into the system. Now, after the Royal Commission, it was hard to see how APRA could suddenly unwind all these lending policies they've enforced on banks in recent times. So we've had to come up with something else. No sane person would have come up with negative interest rates, but here we are and it serves the cycle. Negative interest is going to get us out of recession fast by lending money into the economy fast. In that respect, the IMF are dead on. It means the property and share markets will go to deliriously high levels. I fail to see how that won't happen. What comes after that though is incredibly scary. Maybe the term economic Armageddon will be more appropriate then. Time will tell. So I'm going to call it now. The next 10 years we'll see the most money made and lost in our lifetime. To me it's exciting because of the opportunity that presents but also incredibly sad because there'll be many losers by the time this is over. And whilst I'm making bold predictions, I'm going to say the gap between the rich and the poor in America will be back to the same levels of the early 19th century in Europe. To me, this action from the IMF shows how the rich have too much sway over how things are done because only the rich can benefit from this. I'd love for someone to challenge me on this and prove me wrong, but I don't think it's going to happen. And three is a charm. So here's bold statement number three. Out of this negative interest rates madness, you can say goodbye to cash. This is probably the most obvious one. Why would anyone possibly hold cash when negative interest rates basically means you're getting taxed to hold cash? What will happen is they will put that money to work somewhere else, possibly either in gold or the share market. I'm guessing the share market because when the next boom starts rolling with the free money from negative interest rates, the share market gains are gonna be too hard to resist. To be honest, I'm not sure where the world will be at the end of the next boom. Who knows how long it's going to take to get there, but the end of it is a scary concept. The reason I've created this podcast is to try and show a different perspective on things from what you will hear in the mass media, so that you, the audience, can go further and do your own research and take action when taking the opportunities and risks into consideration. I'm going to put that link to the IMF in the show notes, but it's pretty easy to find by doing a basic Google search. I'd also like to say that I'm not a financial planner or an economist. I'm just a mortgage broker who actually wants to look forward and take care of my clients. I've seen the toll that too much debt and not enough forward thinking takes on people. You get people that are too old wanting to invest in stuff that's too risky. Nothing in this podcast is to be taken as financial advice. And for the record, I think financial planners play a very important role in assisting people throughout their lifetime. I think they're an underutilized asset that people can use. Maybe that's something for another episode. I understand that a lot of what I say is very left of field, but it shows I'm open to listening to different perspectives. And if I can further educate myself, then I will provide a better value to my audience. If you have a view that stuff that I say is incorrect or misguided, then please feel free to contact me via Facebook or Google. Just search Will Bell Mortgage Broker. That's it from me. Catch you on the next episode of the My Personal Economy podcast. Cheers.
Thanks for listening to the My Personal Economy podcast. I hope you've got some nuggets of wisdom you can use from today's episode. My goal with this podcast is to help people understand their finance a little bit better. So if you have any questions I can address, please get in contact. You can find me by searching Will Bell Mortgage Broker on Google or Facebook. Thanks for stopping by.